our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 19. The Veritas Show is syndicated by the following affiliates. K-Rock's Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network, UPRN 105.3 FM, New Orleans. Listen to The Veritas Show on iTunes and RSS feeds throughout cyberspace. And if you listen through iTunes, please remember to rate us and leave feedback. We are heard in 114 countries. Tonight, I had to make an important decision. Our special guest should have been Paula Harris. And let me tell you, it is a superb show with Paula. However, due to the current and overblown flu, note how I'm not even saying outbreak, I made the decision to switch shows. Instead, our guest tonight is Catherine Austin Fitz, who will discuss the black budget, the war on drugs, the missing trillions, and what caused the downturn of our economy. In addition, we will talk about what could be the cause of this economic hit on Mexico. Paula Harris's show will air on next Friday. And believe me, it is a superb show. You can't miss it. Remember that you can stay in touch with us on Facebook. Just look for the Veritas show. Also, you can interact with us on our chat room or the forum. Simply go to veritasshow.com and click on the chat or forum links. You can also send me an email or questions for future guests by simply Typing mail, M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. 
And speaking of our forum, for those of you who are listening for the first time, our forum is called The Manticore. And you can also reach it by going to manticore.com. As you may remember from last week, I will add more documents this weekend on the declassified FBI and CIA files of Werner von Braun, Albert Einstein, and Nikola Tesla. In addition, my friend Sergeant Clifford Stone sent me two messages this week, and he has authorized me to share them with you. The messages include some PDF files that I'm going to post on the Veritas Vault inside the Manticore Forum. The first message reads, Stone's Congressional Report. That's the subject. Sir, and I told him to call me Mel from now on, by the way, this is a report I prepared for Congress in the 1990s, hoping to get Congress interested in holding a congressional hearing into Project Moondust and Operation Blue Fly, as I knew where this would lead. I wonder why. I felt your listeners might be interested in this report. You have my permission to post it if you wish. God bless, Cliff. And the second includes three PDFs. And by the way, I just got this before going into production tonight. And it reads, Mel, the attached documents clearly show the direction our space program is heading in. Please feel free to share these also with your listeners. This is already the science of our visitors. We are just beginning to understand this advanced science. God bless, Cliff. And the titles of these PDFs say, Advanced Propulsion Study, Teleportation Study, and Antimatter Drive. To review these documents, you have to be a member of the forum. And by the way, on the forum also this weekend, I will post a poll for the Veritas video contest. Submissions ended yesterday, and now it's time for you to cast your vote on these great videos submitted by members of the audience. And let me share with you our list of future guests. Paula Harris, Exopolitics, All the Above, that's her new book. James Fox, he will discuss his new film, I Know What I Saw. Dr. Fred Bell, NASA rocket scientist, inventor, and healer. Nick Pope, Diary of a Real X-Files Investigator. And joining Nick Pope is Bernard Thuanel, former French Air Force pilot and journalist who wrote the Cometa Report. Alfred Weber, the father of exopolitics. This show would not be complete without Alfred Weber. And last but not least, Wheatley Streeper and Yvonne Smith. The title of the show, Chosen, the Abduction Special. And now, get ready for our special guest, Catherine Austin Fitz. If you want to know about black budgets the war on drugs, the missing trillions, and what really happened to the economy. Don't go anywhere.
Veritas Show. Catherine Austin Fitz is the founder and president of Solari. She served as managing director and member of the board of directors of the Wall Street Investment Bank, Dillon, Reed and Company, Inc. She also served as assistant secretary of housing, federal housing commissioner at HUD in the first Bush administration and was the president and founder of the Hamilton Securities Group, Inc. Catherine has a B.A. from the University of Pennsylvania, an M.B.A. from the Wharton School, and studied Chinese at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Catherine serves on the board of the Gold Antitrust Action Committee and publishes a column, Mapping the Real Deal, in Scoop Media in New Zealand. She is the author of an upcoming book to be released in the fall called Financial Coup d'État and is a frequent guest at Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. And joining us directly from Memphis, Tennessee, I'm honored to have on the show the one and only Catherine Austin Fitz. Hello, Catherine, and welcome Hi. to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm fine. Catherine, a lot is happening, and I want to discuss as much as we can. But first, since this is the first time, and there may be a few around the world who may not be familiar with you, uh-huh. please share with us your background, education, and how you started working for the government all the way through where you are sure. today. Well, I'm an American. I grew up in Philadelphia and lived and traveled around the world and then came back to the States to go to, uh, well, I graduated from Wharton with an MBA and then went to Wall Street for 11 years and became a partner and uh, managing director and member of the board of directors of Dillon Reed & Company, which was an investment bank that is now part of UBS. And in 1989, after we had sold the firm to uh a larger insurance company, I left to become Assistant Secretary of Housing in the first Bush administration. The Assistant Secretary is the person who runs the Federal Housing Administration, which at the time was about a $300 billion portfolio of mortgage insurance, which finances both single-family homes and apartment buildings, nursing homes, assisted living, and hospitals all across the United States. And I was there for 18 months and left... um, uh, essentially, <laughs> I had to leave because they wanted to run the money dirty, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't break the law. So I had to leave, and I left the Bush administration thinking. How, how did that happen? I don't mean to interrupt you. How did that moment happen? Well, it wasn't one moment; it was a series of moments. Uh, I'll give you an example. We had a wonderful woman running the multifamily insurance office, and um, very capable career person. And uh, she had approved a series of deals that were, um, you know, that were completely contractually we were obligated to do. And um, the uh, very political general counsel had decided to report her to the secretary's office. And, of course, she was only doing, you know, she was following orders. She was just doing what she'd been ordered to do. Uh, but somebody decided to make it out of it. And... Right. Uh, uh, so the secretary, it was Jack Kemp, was the secretary, pulled me up to his office and said, you know, we need to fire this person. And, I, you know, so my job was basically to protect the good people. And I said, well, Mr. Secretary, um, you know, I specifically authorized those two transactions. So she was just following my direct orders. And, of course, he knew what I was doing. I was just protecting her. And he said, uh, sure. he said you know, eventually I'm going to have to fire you. And I said, yeah, I know Jack. Huh. <laughs> Jack, did you say Jack Kemp? Yeah. Okay. 
And uh, I, I'll give you another story to, to give you a flavor of how things work. Um, uh, we had uh, affordable housing uh, apartment buildings that had been, has been subsidized for 20 years. And when the subsidy came due, the, the owners had the right to renegotiate the subsidy contracts and the rents in those areas had gone up a lot. And so that meant we were going to have to pay a huge amount of money if we were going to keep them affordable or lose them. Right. And so one day Jack calls me on the phone and he says, get up here. So I came running up and he, he, said, um, he said, well, we figured out how to solve the budget problem. What we're going to do is we figure these developers are greedy sewer rats and we're just going to take them. We're uh-huh. just going to expropriate. You know, we're going to seize the properties and take them. And then we, it won't cost us any money to keep them in the affordable housing portfolio. And he said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, Jack, I'm a Republican. And, and you know, what you're describing I call communism. <laughs> right. It's the opposite. <laughs> and, and, and I know you're interested in running for president. And I think that being a communist would be bad for you running as pre- for president as a Republican. Right. At, and so he, he said, you know, you're right, let's not do that. And he had the, this little assistant from the Heritage Institute, and uh, from the Herod, I guess it's the Heritage Foundation, and she got really angry and she said, see, I told you if you, you talked to her, she'd talk you out of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when I, left, um, when I left HUD, I said, look, we, you know, we really need a way. We knew that all the jobs were going to be shipped abroad. So, so the question was, how can we help the American workforce? How can we help the American people learn new skills and protect their financial security during this transition? Because the jobs are all going to be shipped abroad, and right. we knew we needed to pay down the debt. So how do we improve our skills, pay down our debt, and, and maintain our financial security in this, in this process of new tex- technology and globalization? Mm-hmm. And so I started a company named Hamilton Securities, group and this is I should say this is there's a long story where I describe all of this up on the web and in fact if you go to the top of my blog which is the most active part of my website what you'll see is and this um, is solari.com right solari.com s o l a r i.com/blog okay if you if you go to the are you online right now I can't be okay you should you should see this it's great there's a, uh, at the top of the blog, the second story is manipulating jobs funded with U.S. taxes. Have you read this story yet? I think I have. Okay, well, let me finish describing my background, and then I want to come back to the story because it, it's a great segue into what we want to talk about today. Sure. So, so I started Hamilton Securities Group, which was an investment bank and financial software developer, and in fact, to get our... Um, we built tremendous databases that allowed us to look at the American economy by county and by place so that we could simulate uh, different relationships between the markets and and communities. And uh, we needed really high-quality data servicing, so we started a data servicing company that was outsourcing jobs to American neighborhoods. What a a clever idea. Sure. Anyway, anyway, so, so the company was very successful, and we ended up being hired uh, back by the Federal Housing Administration to help them with their defaulted, um, their defaulted loans. When I was Assistant Secretary, the, we were in the process of cleaning up the last housing bubble bust. And so this was the, uh, all the agencies, including FHA, got huge bubbles of, of defaulted loans and mortgages and foreclosed properties. 
So this was part of helping them resolve those. Um, the program was very successful and then ran into uh, a very politically motivated uh, targeting. Have you ever seen the movie Enemy of the State? And of course. Okay. Well, I always say I played Will Smith in real life. <laughs> I was going to say, which one is it? You, uh, Will Smith or... Uh, uh, Gene What's Hackman. the other actor? Gene well, Hackman, you know, the, right? The key to all of these situations, if you're Will Smith, is how fast can you find Gene Hackman and how fast can you get Gene Hackman to teach you how the covert side of the economy works so you can get out of your pickle? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so luckily I, I was, it took 13 years. Will did it much faster than me. Um, but, but I ended up with 18 audits and investigations, 13 different, 12 different pieces of litigation, we won the big case and settled the litigation in early 2006 and then finished the administration and literally just finished closing down the, all of that. And so uh, during that period, I learned an awful lot about how the economy really works on the, you know, sort of on the covert side. And, and I'd always been a very, quiet, you know, in, a, in, in the money world, you try and stay as invisible as possible. I'd always been as invisible as possible. And then had no choice but to end up doing radio shows <laughs> and publishing things on the web. And so I started two businesses. Um, one is Solari Inc. And our basically what we do is we have something called the Solari Report, which is like an investment newsletter where we cover the markets. And our, our real focus is helping families preserve their assets and sort of protect their, their well-being in this kind of environment. Uh, and we also have the blog, which is sort of part of Solari's a teaching uh, business. We're really trying to educate people and help them protect their assets. And then Solari Advisors. So day-to-day, I'm an investment advisor, and basically what I do is I work with families, helping, helping them protect themselves and their assets. So you're the, the CEO of Solari, Inc. Can you tell us, and I've heard the story multiple times. I've followed uh-huh. your work, and I've, I've heard you probably in every radio show. Uh-huh. Uh, but for those who may not be familiar, can you tell us how you came up with the name Solari and explain what the Solari Index is? Well, Solari, uh, uh, the first, I, I read a reference that I've never been able to find on the Internet that it meant to reduce anxiety through illumination. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, and that's, I think what great financial risk management does, you know, you, you look, you, you, you bring transparency to what the risk issues are, and then you find ways of reducing them or protecting against them. So I'm very big into risk management. Sure. Um, the other reference, uh, which I didn't realize until later, is because, uh, do you know the science fiction book, Dune? Oh, sure. Okay, well, Solari is the intergalactic currency. <laughs> okay, and, good. And the idea of a, you know, of an intergalactic currency is a currency that can bring, you know, honest information and and sound transactions between people who are very different. Right. And right. so that both of those very much fit the spirit of what we try and do with the Solari report in our blog. And the Solari index. Explain. You grew up oh. in, in Pennsylvania <laughs> in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I grew up on the streets of. Uh, I didn't. I grew up a block away from Chubby Checker, a Chubby, Chubby Checker's mother. Right. It was. A, it was a. It, it's a, a row house. Have you ever ever seen Spike Lee's movie Crooklyn? You know. Yes. It's just row houses. My dad came back from World War II and bought a little row house in West Philadelphia with a VA mortgage. Thank you for listening. 
To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.